Rap Nation. I'm so excited. So excited, in fact. We're hopping across the pond, touching down in West London, all so we can put the Snap Judgment microphone into some very capable hands. This week, Snap spotlights a very special piece of magic from BBC Sounds. It's called Have You Heard George's Podcast? Now, who exactly is this George? George the Poet? You are about to find out. And this is torn from both real life and the mind of George the Poet. So things can and do get raw. Both the young and sensitive listeners, they are advised. We proudly present Have You Heard George's Podcast, A Grenfell Story. We begin where so very many things do begin in school. Snap Judgment. Hello and welcome to episode three of Have You Heard George's Podcast. The next minutes contain some strong material, so be warned. Come, let's get into it. Miss, probability trees ain't relevant to my life plan. About life plan? You're just trying to marry a rich white man. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm going to employ myself, (laughs) then retire when I'm 30 and enjoy my wealth. Okay, everyone, eyes on the board now. How are you going to retire when you're 30, B? I'll let you know when I'm hiring. You can work for me. Come on, Savannah. I'm going to set up a laundry business. (laughs) It's going to wash the man damn's clothes and their dough. Do you get me? Savannah, <laughs> enough! But miss, I'm just saying I got plans to be wealthy and I don't see how this lesson's gonna actually help me. So let me get this straight, Savannah. Your whole plan is to loan the dirty money for a road man. Nah, not for a road man, for the whole gang. <laughs> Come on! But you don't think you need to pay attention in maths, though? Miss, this is probability. That's no, just no. So you plan to run a business handling cash? Without a basic understanding of maths. But miss, my business is about helping guys stop doing crime and start doing positivity. What's that got to do with probability? Savannah, if you let me teach the Miss, do you know what it is? Everyone's got their lane. Do you know what I'm saying? Tell her, Savannah. Like, I hustle, I don't need no class. But obviously you teach, so it will look bad on you if we don't pass. Savannah, I'm not no, having miss. this conversation. No, no, like, listen to her, miss. Okay, I get it. Maths is like ideas and theories and that. But my business, yeah, this is for real. I'm not being funny, but business isn't your field. Ooh, miss, you're going to have that. Savannah, where's your pen? I forgot my pen, miss. Can someone lend Savannah a pen, please? Savannah, Savannah there you go, babe. Thank you. Write down what I'm about to say. <laughs> See, Savannah... Given that 50% of new companies in London cease to function past the first three years... Write this down. I'm writing this. Cease to function past the first three years. To me, the importance of this work seems clear. And you said you wanted to retire by 30? Yeah. Well, annual growth of 20% in the first three years only happens to 6.6% of startups in the city, actually. And given that you plan to retire by 30, your company will have to grow pretty rapidly. In fact, you'll need a turnover of at least a million pounds a year. Is that sounding fair? You hearing me loud and clear? Yeah, that's me. Come on. What do you mean? Okay, shut up. Less than 3%, write this down. I'm writing. Less than 3% of new businesses do those kind of numbers. And many of them rely on private funders. Now, I can tell you this because you guys are grown. Companies owned by Africans, like you, Savannah, are four times more likely than ones owned by white people to be denied a loan. So, but, well, yeah, but when you're self employed, obviously you ride alone. So, it's up to you to decide if you're down for the ride or not. But to answer your question, Savannah, what's probability got to do with your business? 
actually quite a lot. But the, free, wasn't even listen, the three biggest challenges to Africans and women who have businesses are access to finances, choosing to move into saturated markets and straight up mismanagement. So if all your money is coming from gangbangers and crooks and you're running a laundry service as bad as it looks, you're going to need a lot of math skills to balance the books. And I've already mentioned the strain on business that mismanagement puts. So you're going to need qualified staff, but your business partners aren't on the right path. Let's say for every year they spend in the streets, their chances of ending deceased or with a sentence at least have gone up by half. Okay. So what's the probability your business will last, given that you're taking on such a difficult task in which your criminal past is a prominent feature? Miss, if I were smart enough to answer that question, I'd do more with my life than becoming a teacher. Savannah, get out. She said what? And what did you say? I just told her to get out. I hate doing that. It's like giving up. It's a bit neglectful, but obviously she was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. That was mad disrespectful. You got to draw the line before you get drawn out. Look, it's still on your mind or not. I think she felt like I was raining on her parade because I was hitting her with all these statistics. Yeah, but she needs to be more realistic. Are you going to be in a maths class talking about washing money for trap stars? These kids listen to 2-2 rap bars. They get gas fast. Obviously, I don't want to have these conversations with any 15-year-old, but if I shut them down, they're going to disengage. Mm. It's like sometimes I feel like 15 is not such a distant age, but this generation's on a different page. And if I don't talk to them about the roads, then someone else will. It's fascinating. And I know how these girls feel. Good thing is you speak their language, babe. So you can control the conversation and take it back to their studies, even when they're acting bare cruddy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. What's funny? You should tell that to my senior staff. I swear down, are they, are they, on, a, are they on a different page? It's <laughs> Nevaeh's dad. Oh, no, One second. Not... Hello? No, what are you doing? Nothing. What's up? Is there something I can um, help with specifically? Uh, I can't take Navea tomorrow. Come again. I can't take her, sorry. Sorry. Can I ask you something? You see, when we make these arrangements, do you think I do it for your entertainment? You must think I do it for your entertainment. No, this is serious. Not a one-off. This is not a one-off. This is you and your best behaviour. In my time, it's just best behaviour. Oi, stranger. Long time no see. How come we never link? Anyway, I heard you're performing at a conference I'm at tomorrow. We should get a drink. Let me know. Sorry about that. It's Corby. No one told me life was this hard. You seem tense. Would you like a massage? <laughs> you think you're slick? <laughs> no, you think I'm slick. Mm. No comment. Uh, wait there. Yo, we saying neck, shoulders, lower back. <laughs>
Neck is more than enough. Thank you. No problem with that. Can I tell you something? What's that be? Some days I feel like I ruin my life by having a baby. But if I had to live life without my daughter, I'd be like a fish out of water. Mm. And I can't bear the thought of leaving her in this world with a father who can't support her. Mm, feels good. That I But because I had her crazy young, even people at work treat me like I'm just another baby mom. And them kids try to show me up non-stop. I don't know why, you know me, I'm on job. Yeah, they're learning something thanks to you. It's probably because they all fancy you. <laughs> um, I thought they're learning because I'm good at what I do. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, obviously. I'm, I'm just teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But I do think sometimes people don't see the value in me. I mean, look at you and me. Be real with me, you don't want me. You just like to chill with me. And I'm not saying that for sympathy, it's kind of the same thing for me. But I think I feel like that just because I think you feel like that. With me, you don't act all lively and excited. You don't even come to my flat despite being invited. I bet you don't even know what floor I live on, right or wrong. You just pull up outside and honk. What? All of a sudden you're a silent monk. What am I supposed to say? What do you want me to say, for real? Well... I am going to have my daughter after all, so I should probably get an early night. Ah, uh, I'll drop you in a second. No, I'll get a cab. Thanks. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> fine. pursuing this at a higher level but it, it, it just stands that I, I, I feel the use yeah come in I feel like good afternoon please have a seat I've, uh, I will be leveraging the access I have so thanks for your assistance uh, I'll, I'll be awaiting the call hello there sorry that terribly rude of me just had some bother with the train line see every day I get the same train at the same time pretty early 6.30 now, now, this morning, I was actually late in because the train I jumped on changed destination mid-journey. And look, yeah, these, these things happen, right? You, you take it up with the service pr provider, which I did, firmly. Because actually, technically, I, I didn't sign up to take two trains. I signed up for one. So, okay, call me anal, for sure, but, you know, that's, that's the guy I've become. I mean, I mean, look, I value consistency, and I'd hope that is, is reflected in the ship I'd like to run. So I do like for my staff to sing from the same hymn sheet, you know. Ultimately, our differences are only skin deep. See, when you took this job, you committed to upholding certain values. And by that standard, what you stand accused of having said yesterday places you directly in breach. Now, you are a talent. That much is apparent. And hey, a role in senior leadership for you certainly is within reach. But that would require a unanimous feeling that we are, pretty much as I said, singing from the same hymn sheet. 
Now, I, I, I do accept the point that some of the more challenging students may warrant a situational change of tact, but you know that it doesn't actually change the fact that, as a school, our, our name should remain intact. And, and, and look, if it turns out you are more interested in helping these young people sort of sharpen their street smarts, then actually this, this might not be the place for that. Perhaps you'd be afforded more leeway in a pupil referral unit. But the problem we have in a school like this is if you pay undue attention to the troublesome ones, you can disturb more students. And I appreciate you're, you know, you're using your personal prudence, but with the limited time you have, you need to choose between work or nuisance. I mean, I mean, here's the deal. Right, parents, parents entrust us with their children for seven hours a day so that we can turn them into functional members of society. Not criminal masterminds. And in the typical class environment, that's difficult half the time, to say the least. But actually, any deviation from that contract makes us no better than the train that changes destination after passengers board, which is a misstep we, we cannot afford at all. So look, let's let's draw a line under that one and carry on galloping forth. If yeah, yeah uh, sorry, Mr. Brown, the um, the fire drill is just ah about to start. yes. Okay. Well, I'm I'm actually going to have to take this one. I'm afraid. So so look, thanks for your time, and remember, galloping forth. Snap Judgment presents Have You Heard George's Podcast from the BBC when we return powerful conclusion of a Grenfell story. Stay tuned. This week, we're spotlighting Have You Heard George's podcast from the BBC. And George the Poet is about to meet up with his lady friend, a teacher who has had a pretty rough day. So you can take Nevaeh tonight. Yet you're saying it like, like I didn't just cancel my plans. Like you couldn't have just taken her to Anne's or her grand's. Sean, our daughter needs us to be civil with each other. If she sensed this tension even a little bit, she'd suffer. Okay, we're not doing great right now, but we've done worse. And we only got better by remembering that she comes first. 
changing the VA's schedule in the middle of the week without any warning is not putting her first. Imagine how she feels, it's off-putting for her. And it's frustrating for me having to talk about something this simple. I don't think of myself as a single mum, I'm her mum and I'm single, but it's like you... Can you please make sure she does 10 minutes of reading before she sleeps? The book's in her bag. And please keep an eye on what she's watching online. I don't want her obsessing over her looks or her swag. I know you think I'm saying this because I just like to moan and cuss and over fuss. But Sean, what I mean is our child needs consistency from both of us. Hi Georgie Porgy. I don't really like communicating by walkie-talkie, so if you're free later, turns out I won't have Nevea, which everyone knew was gonna happen, but yeah man, I'm there. Gonna do some marking and some lesson planning with a glass of wine to pass the time, so if you're local, you're mine. Keep your secrets from me. Okay, uh, George, we're ready for you on stage. Yeah, coming up, bro. Oh my god, if you ever heard how the deputy head spoke to me today, you won't believe it, mate. It's too much to tell. I'll tell you when, if you come later. Pierre Bourdieu said all reality is a construct. We exist in relation to our social ties. So you'll never understand me without considering where I'm from. The local guys. And for the record, I'm over yesterday. To be honest, I think a joke about my kids fancying me was poorly timed, but I know that's just you and your We exist in relation to other guys and girls. So I had to move to a better reality from one where everybody tries and fails. If you're up for a little vibe, little bounce, this that invitation to mine still stands. Not because you're hella important, just because you're better than boredom. See, if we forget how outcast the voice of an outcast is, they'll never be heard. Every word is noiseless without answers. See, there are no choices without chances. Thank you. Thank you. Not gonna lie, I'm a little hater sometimes, but your performance was so entertaining. That poem's amazing. It's like no one in the audience blinks. Thank you. Would you like to order some drinks? By the way, do you actually know what floor I live on? You better do. Because I'm not telling you. <laughs> anyway, I'm kind of tipsy. Tipsy. Yeah, you're taking too long. I've got to tell you what the deputy head said. Imagine, yeah, he basically said I should find work and approve. I'm thinking, do you know how lucky you are that I am working with you? He was like, yeah, you might call me anal. And I was like, yeah, because you're... <laughs> uh, my head's spinning. My head is spinning, babe. I wish you were here right now. What am I supposed to say? Ultimately, 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 ultimately
Yes, good evening, brother. Yes, boss, brother. How you doing? Yeah, what is your name? George. It's me. Okay, and where do you go? We're going to Northwest 10, bro. No. Okay, okay. Crazy traffic, so, man. It's... Boss, man, I'm sorry. I'm just about to get on the phone. Do you get me? Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yo, B, I, I listen to your million voice notes. <laughs> Yo, I'd love to come through, but I'm waved right now. Tell a lie, I don't know what floor you live on. I don't even know the name of your block. And uh, I see your point, I'm saying a lot. I've been thinking about what you said. It's been spinning around in my head, and it's true. I'm a man that only does what he wants to do. And because of that, I'm complacent when it comes to you. Just like your baby father or your kids at school. You give more than you get, and it isn't cool. It must be difficult. In fact, let me give you a call. Yo, boss man, where you going? That's, that's brother. We need the A40, brother. Brother, crazy fire on that side. All over the news. Listen, huh? listen, news. Coming from West London. The London Fire Brigade are dealing with a huge fire in a residential tower block in West London. West this is Grenfell Tower, 23, maybe 24 story block of flats in West London. Boss man, turn that down for me. 200 turn it down, boss. Yo, B, what's your block called again? I'm hearing there's a madness in your ends. I don't know, what's, I, I can't remember what your block's called. Let me know what block it is, B, please. As soon as you get this, please get back to me. seen a person at a, at a window there. We saw them once or twice. Uh, we don't know whether it's a resident or a firefighter, uh, but uh, it's in that area where the hose is being trained. So we can say that at least some people are, are still in the building. It was a trick question, miss. You said, what's the chances my business will last because I'm taking on a difficult task and my business partners have a criminal path, like typical path. See, I thought you were having a dig and a little laugh, like where's this girl going with her criminal stuff? But now I remember. The first thing you said was there's a 50% chance any new business will last. So, um, 
I tried to write it down in a probability tree so I could properly see what the possibilities be. Only 3% of 50% of companies that survived their first three years in the same period of time turn over at least a million pounds a year. But I couldn't work that out when you asked me. And I think it's down to fear. If a thousand students started a business now and here, 15 of us could turn over a million pound annually. I just felt like it wouldn't be me, so my feelings started spilling out angrily, and I'm so sorry for being rude to you, miss. Like, like I am, really. I thought you were trying to dim my little light because with my little sight, I was trying to win my little fight, but you were trying to prepare me for war. And all of the things you said, I get it now. They're independent variables. They can happen at the same time. So while I've got an access to an education, I might as well pattern that to save time. The fact I am female, the fact I am African, the fact that half my friends are drug trafficking means it might be harder for me to current alone. And I might end up going all in alone. But you know what, miss? Even if the chances of me closing the business in the first three years is 90%, which obviously I would highly resent, there's still a 10% chance I might make it. It's only right that I take it, miss. <laughs> it's quite basic. So... So thank you. Miss B. So this is like in the cinema at the end when everyone gets up and brushes the popcorn off their clothes but you're still sitting there, affected. I want you to picture that screen, pitch black with the words based on a true story. Now it says written and directed by George the Poet. Produced by Ben Brick and George the Poet. the cast in order of appearance Jade Elaine as Savannah Michael Mpanga as classmate one Freddie Mpanga as classmate two me as pretty much everyone else Sophia Thacker as work friend Ben Brick as Mr Brown's assistant and venue sound guy Featured music 
Touch, performed by Chica Doll. Running, performed by Abby Osea. All other original music produced and composed by Benbrick. Special thanks to Kenny and Panga, Khalil Rouse, Peter Gregson, Greg Jameson, and Future Studies. This piece was written in honour of the Grenfell Tower residents and their surrounding community. This episode of Have You Heard George's Podcast with a Snap? It references the very real Grenfell Tower fire in 2017. A 24-story building in West London caught fire after a freezer malfunctioned. Within minutes, the entire building was ablaze. 72 people perished in the Grenfell Tower fire. George tells the story of life as he's experienced it, and he has so much more waiting for you. Subscribe. Have you heard George's podcast? Tell him Snap sent you. We can't wait to feature more George in the future. Now, after this short break, a young, penniless student arrives at college with no place to stay and is forced to make a way out of nowhere. Stay tuned. 